So I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care has partnered with Flat River Infusions as a corporate sponsor. Now, who is Flat River Infusions? They are a North Carolina-based hemp and CBD company that provides all natural CBD products. The owner of Flat River Infusions, Nick Sagan, has a pretty powerful family story to tell. I would encourage you to go to their website, flatriverinfusions.com, and read about it. But just to let you know that Flat River's products are non-GMO, gluten-free, full-spectrum, and broad-spectrum CBD oils. There's a quality product that's grown in North Carolina, and you can't really say that about a lot of the CBD products on the market today. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what the quality control is. And you don't know what other channels those products have passed through before they actually get to you. Whether you're looking for a wellness product to add to your routine or an all-natural plant product, Flat River Infusions is here to help. Their products help support healthy body functioning, as well as help support healthy growing muscles as well. My favorite product is the CBD Herbal Salve which comes in a little glass container and you can literally rub it on your joints or any sore muscles. And within 30 minutes, you feel better. It's amazing. I love it and I use it daily and I would encourage you to do the same. If you are interested in checking out Flat River Infusion products, please go to their website at flatriverinfusions.com. And any purchase that you make when you mention our show, please use the coupon code CUFITNESS, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, and receive a 20% discount on all of your purchases. Hey, hey, everybody! This is Allison Kaskowski. Welcome so much to this ad- welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self Care. I'm so excited that you are here with me on this Tuesday morning. I hope that wherever you are, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So we're into summer, and for a lot of people, that means kind of a reset, a change in their routine, maybe picking up something different, maybe trying something different, or maybe this is the time of year that you tend to evaluate where you are, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And so I am thrilled at my guest today. Um, He is an international mindset expert. His name is Christian Straka. He actually works with Adidas. He is from Germany and has been in the United States for quite some time. I am super excited to talk with him about and just pick his brain about mindset in general. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Alison, for having me. It's my pleasure. Outstanding. So why don't you tell my audience first a little bit about you, your background, what brought you here, and then then we'll dive into the good stuff. Okay, of course. So, well, you know, I come from uh, sports. I've been a tennis player and tennis coach for since I'm four years old. And um, that over the years kind of developed into really wanting to focus more on the mindset aspect for athletes. Um, because over the years I realized first in myself as a player myself, and then as a coach that regardless of the level of the athletes, um, in order to reach their optimal level of performance more frequently or for longer periods of times, it was never their physical abilities or their strategical abilities that limited them from achieving that, but it was always their mental abilities. They are kind of struggle to deal with nervousness or anxiety or frustration, um, distractions from the outside or even unpleasant sensations, physical sensations in the body, maybe a little fatigue or even pain, but that's not dangerous uh, to, you know, your body. So you're feeling a little pain, but you can continue safely. Um, And 
then at one point when I was in my um, early 20s, uh, mid 20s, maybe I had a nervous breakdown for the uh, first time. Um, and that really highlighted for me much, much more, much clearer how much power the mind had over me. Um, wow. So one, when I realized like how much power a thought really has over my body, like there was thought that entered my mind and all of a sudden I would, my hands would start cramping up or I couldn't feel my nose anymore. And then I, when I was able to distract myself for a few seconds or pay attention to my breath, I kind of calmed down and then the thought came back and I kind of um, was out of control again. Once when I saw that in real time, I was like, wow, if, if my mind can do that in the negative direction, then why can it not do that in the other direction? If I am having positive thoughts, if I just think something positive right now, why can I not uh, have such a positive effect just the other way around? So that's kind of um, one of the things that sparked really my curiosity and interest and motivation in really diving deep into that field. And then I basically spent many years in developing these mental skills. Once I found out that like you can develop these skills that everybody has, but doesn't necessarily know that you can develop and improve them. Um, I spent many years just training those skills um, as much as I possibly could. Uh -huh. And then I reached a point where these mental skills were at a level that was so different from how they were my all my life before that that naturally kind of resulted in my um, desire to give that to all the people that I work with rather than teaching them tennis and sports and strategy only. But like now I wanted to just share with them these skills that they already have, but don't necessarily realize they can improve to a degree that would make their lives so much nicer. They could experience more fulfillment. They could learn to deal with difficulties better. They could um, become wiser, understand themselves better and so forth. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, well, then once I developed those to a certain degree, and that is ongoing, of course, that never ends, um, I then uh, put all my time into learning to teach those. Okay. Um, and that's what I've been doing for, you know, maybe about a decade now. Oh, fabulous. So I know before we got on the air, we were chatting a little bit and you say you do a lot of work with Adidas. Why don't you, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, with Adidas, I work as the mindset coach for Adidas Runners. And Adidas Runners is like this amazing project that a dear friend of mine uh, two friends of mine actually kind of uh, came up with um, uh, their names are Yusef uh, Hamuda and Nico uh -huh. Tse from Berlin. Uh -huh. um, and they had this idea to create a community that has as its goal to improve life through sports. And the way you want to improve um, your life is by implementing a more holistic lifestyle and the holistic lifestyle is basically um, consists of uh, certain pillars and those pillars are recovery performance uh -huh. mindset nutrition and gear so um, 
then what they did is they kind of tried to find very enthusiastic and experienced and passionate people that are experts in these different fields uh -huh. um, that want to help other people basically develop these skills or teach them, you know, how to perform better, how to train, how to implement recovery into your life and into your training regime, how to implement mindset, how to implement nutrition and so forth. Uh -huh. um, and all of that completely for free. So nobody is paying a single dime for that um, who is part of that community. And by now we are in over 70 cities in the world, over hundreds of thousands of uh, members who are, um, part of this Adidas Runners community, and it's a really wonderful, um, you know, project that they have developed. And we are basically now in year. Adidas Runners is like maybe in year six, and I'm like in year four right now with it. Uh huh. Okay, that's fascinating. Um, my uh, my sister's a runner, and so is my dad. So I've you know we've all grown up in our house. Most of us were in some kind of sport. Swimming was my sport, but. But I know my sister still, my sister and my dad both still run quite a bit. So that's fascinating. Yeah. So um, in, in my uh, role, let's say, I'm the mindset coach. So I'm helping um, all of the people implement certain mindset skills. So these three skills that I always teach are concentration, clarity, and coolness. So uh -huh. your ability to pay attention to whatever you choose for any length of time. That's uh -huh. what we would uh, this, uh, define as the ability to focus, concentration. Clarity would be what other people maybe describe as awareness, presence, being in the moment, and so uh -huh. forth. Right. Um, so that we define as your ability to track what you are experiencing in real time. Okay. And then the third skill, coolness, what other people describe as equanimity, acceptance, openness, and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, that we define as your ability to try to be equally open to pleasant and unpleasant ex um, experiences without trying to suppress unpleasant experiences that you don't like and without trying to cling to pleasant experiences that you do like. Okay. So we train those achieving balance in... is what I'm hearing you say. Sorry? Achieving balances is what I'm hearing you say. Um. Yeah, that's exactly another way to to describe that basically same skill that you are training. Right. Okay. So these three skills we train intentionally at the same time. Okay. Um, everybody has those skills. Everybody uses those skills all right. the time. Otherwise, you're going to have a very challenging time just functioning in real life. Mm -hmm. um, but most people don't use those skills intentionally. That's it's very more true. sporadic and um, short-lived. So you focus for a moment on this. You focus for a moment on that. You do use your ability to pay attention to something with effort. So you redirect your attention to something over and over, mostly in your profession. So uh -huh. if you're working at something, you kind of have to, you're forced to uh, learn to pay attention to what matters in your job. So the skill also improves for that specific situation. But it doesn't necessarily improve in other situations. So that's something that, you know, there's a lot of peer-reviewed scientific studies about that show um, that um, attention is task-specific. Right. Um, totally. And that's also where um, basically this mindfulness practice that is sports-specific comes in. So what we do 
um, within Adidas or what I do personally with my clients or in my companies is I don't teach people um, how to use those skills necessarily in isolation. So mm -hmm. when you sit down and you close your eyes and then you uh, pick an object of concentration, whether that is your breath or your thoughts or external sound, whatever it might be, um, and then you pay attention to that for a certain amount of time, um, which is very beneficial for sure. Those are sure, great things to do. You could describe that as formal practice and stillness. Uh -huh. What I focus on is what I describe as micro hits in motion. So you use the exact same technique maybe that you would do when you're sitting down, but you're doing it during your activity. Um, and instead of doing it for 10 or 20 minutes, which might be a little difficult at the beginning when you're uh -huh. starting to practice this, you do it for one minute, but right. then you do it maybe five times. Right. Um, so you also have five minutes of practice total, or uh -huh. you maybe do it for 10, time, 10 times for one minute, depending on how long the activity is that you're doing. Uh -huh. um, and now you're... Um, incorporating certain techniques where you're using these three skills of concentration, clarity, and coolness intentionally and simultaneously, but in a task-specific situation that is relevant to your life, to your performance, whether you're an athlete or to your job or to your life circumstances, whatever those might be. Wow. That's just fascinating. I love hearing other people's perspectives on mindset. What I find so much in my conversations with my clients and just people that I talk to in general in my programs and otherwise is, you know, so what I hear so much of the time is people focus so much on like a future goal, for example, like, well, this is where I want to be in a month. This is where I want to be in three months. And they have a hard time, you know, letting go of really what's got them to where they are. And the right path to keep them moving forward. Because one of the things I hear is, well, I did really well today, or I did really well yesterday, rather, um, but today I'm not doing so well. And then it'll be like a couple of days later, well, I'm just, you know, I, I want to stay focused, but I really can't. It's kind of like this push and pull situation. I mean, I don't, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, for sure the, something that many of us can relate to what you just described. Yeah, And there is actually uh, many different reasons that can be the cause of that, right? Mm -hmm. There is hormones play a significant part in right. um, what time during the day can you focus more and less? Right. You know, what have you eaten? How much, what, how was your sleep like? What, um, what's your fatigue level? Mm -hmm. um, did you have enough light exposure? Did you, there's just an immense amount of factors that will um, affect your state of being, so to right, speak. Right, right, um, totally. So realizing that, educating yourself, you know, really from people that um, do the research. Mm -hmm. From my perspective, it's always really helpful to listen or read from scientists, neuroscientists mm -hmm. in this case for sure, neurobiologists mm -hmm. that are um, studying things and are releasing peer-reviewed studies where you can see, oh, so if I am, uh, you know, let's say never getting light exposure um, right. until uh, 11 o'clock during the day because I'm just inside, um, there's a good chance that you're going to feel a little bit more depressed or sadder throughout the day than if you're getting light early in the day, sufficient amount of light. Right. It could be something as simple as that, really. Right. right? Or in our... In 
a lot of times what I teach is just about, you know, being intentional with your activity. You know, we get so, you know, so many of my clients think, you know, one of the most common false beliefs I hear and what I observe is, well, I'm so, I'm, I'm overscheduled. I'm too busy. I don't have time. And we forget that, you know, the five and 10 minute periods during the day count too. I think it, it just depends on how you define what activity looks like. Yeah. Yes, uh, for sure. I think that's uh, fully on point. And then, you know, additionally, you have basically multiple perspectives you can approach this subject with. So the one right. would be like, okay, what are you doing in your life? You know, that might have a beneficial impact on your um, state of being or a derogatory impact. Mm-hmm. And you can actually put that into kind of some categories. If you generally feel like this is happening to you too often, you're feeling like I'm down quite a bit or I'm low energy quite a uh-huh. bit or this or that is happening. You're noticing like a repetitive pattern that you would like to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, one way to go about it um, is to kind of categorize um your activities in uh, two different buckets. So one bucket is things that are good for me in the future, whether that is, you know, um, for the rest of the day or for the coming days or weeks or months. So like kind of short-term, mid-term, long-term. And the other bucket is things that are not good for me, that have a negative impact on me. Um, also kind of short-term, mid-term, long-term. Um, but we are excluding from that whether it makes you feel good or bad or whether you like it or don't like it, like immediately in the situation. Mm-hmm. So then these two buckets, you can subdivide mm-hmm. into, ooh, this is a pleasant experience, I like it, or this is an unpleasant experience, I don't like it. But uh-huh. either one of those might be good for me in the future. Or I, I know, or I think they're good for me in the future. And the other bucket of this has a negative impact on my future. You also categorize into, oh, this is pleasant. I like it. Or this is unpleasant. I don't like it. And then you just put into these uh, buckets what you do every day. You know, this is what I eat, like what I'm eating. I kind of like it but I know it's not really good for me because maybe I eat too much chocolate and I eat too much, pro- too much processed foods. I do uh-huh. drink a little bit too much alcohol. Yeah. I don't drink, I drink enough water, water that day. kind of thing, you know, yeah. exactly. So, and I don't drink water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just one example. So, you know, okay, you like that. Like when you're eating the food, it's pleasant. That's why you're doing it. But you also know it's not, not good for your future. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's other things, let's say, Oh, I'm going to bed like at very different times every day and I'm waking up every day at a different time. So we know if you have uh, that is kind of pleasant in the moment, the reason why you're maybe not going to bed early is because you want to watch another movie or you want to scroll a little bit more on your Instagram feed or something. Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of you like doing it, but you know you don't feel so good the next day. So you have another thing in the category of like, I like doing it, but it's not good for me. Yeah. And then you look and you just keep going through things that you do in your life uh-huh. um, and you put them in those, in those boxes. And then when you're done, you know, and you have there maybe 10 different activities, things that you're doing in your life, and you might be able to see, ooh, most of the things that I do are kind of things I like maybe. They're somewhat pleasant, but they're actually not good for me in the future. 
um, and the things that I like or don't like that are good for me, there's very few in there. Mm-hmm. It has the, a lot of times it has the impact that it creates a little intrinsic motivation to want to change that ratio. Yeah. It's like a heightened favor. awareness almost. Yes, yeah. exactly. You kind of yeah. like holding a mirror up for your daily activities and like look at it from a different perspective, you know? So yeah. that's, that's definitely one thing. Um, that tends to be helpful for people I work with, for myself. I do it for myself the whole time. Yeah. Well, that's a, good, that's a good rule of thumb, I think, for just about anybody, regardless of what you do, if you're an athlete or not. That's just exactly. it's a good personal inventory, if you will, I would call that. Yes, correct, yeah. correct. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and something else, this is something that's really been beneficial to me, especially over the last year with the pandemic and everything, because my industry in particular was heavily affected, like other industries. Um, with all the restrictions and everything, is this this need? No, I wouldn't. I won't call it a need, but it's a it's a practice of learning to think intentionally, like thinking on purpose. Like we spend so much time planning our day, planning the things that we do, planning our tasks, planning our commitments, but we don't necessarily plan to think, if you will, in a way that really helps us. You know, because we we spend so much time being reactive, and. I know over the last year in rebuilding parts of my business, that's something that has been life-changing for me. Um, and I would love to get your perspective on, you know, basic practices for managing your mind, if you will, and, you know, just how you would define thinking on purpose. Um, uh, that's a great point. Um, I have not heard many people talk about it from this in this way. So uh-huh. I like that very much. You know, when you think about thinking, right? <laughs> um, then uh, you can, first of all, you can kind of subdivide thinking into two different categories. So uh-huh. one is auditory thinking. So you're kind right. of hearing things in your mind, whether uh-huh. that's self-talk, you're talking to yourself, or you're hearing somebody else talk, right? Yeah. You may be remembering what uh, you know, your friend said, and that's their head, their voice in your head, maybe, uh-huh. or you're hearing a song in your head, or it's just sounds of some kind, right? Yeah, right. Um, and then you also have, of course, visual thinking. So you can see things in your mind, you're mm-hmm. visualizing things on purpose, or you're remembering, you know, uh, what your room looks like or your yeah. workplace. So you can see that in your inner eye, so to speak, right? Uh-huh, right. Generally, that is like, if you're thinking, if you're visualizing um, something that tends to be like somewhere in front or behind your eyelids and uh-huh. auditory thinking for most people um, tends to be around like your ears, but internally. So in your head, but in between your ears. So it's right, actually right. like in two different locations. Right. Many times those uh, two different ways of thinking go hand in hand um, so quickly that you might be first having a visual thought and then there's an auditory thought that kind of responds to the visual thought and then it's a bounce back and forth. Right. Other times it can also be like that you're stuck on a loop, you know, and you're having a thought and that thought just repeats itself um, endlessly and Seemingly, like you have no ability to stop that thought, even even if you try with all your might, and this thought just keeps repeating itself right, until right. it kind of has had its half life, so to speak, and then it's replaced with something else. Or some people also experience a moment of um, calmness in their mind, and there's maybe very uh-huh. few thoughts or no thoughts for some time. 
Uh-huh. Well, and you know, um, I know, I know in some of my conversations with my colleagues in my industry over the last year, um, you know, we, you know, it's almost like so many, I mean, a lot of us have basically had to kind of reinvent ourselves in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I know I have found myself in plenty of instances in the last year, you know, to use your words, kind of on a thought loop where it's, you know, you're, you're hearing how bad things are and how the restrictions are in place and how this is not good and that is not good and whatever. And, and you start to, you know, if you think it enough times, then, you know, you sort of, you know, you can accept it as reality. And then you sort of kind of resolve yourself to this is the way it's going to be. So, you know, for me, it's been about creating new beliefs and deciding which thoughts I want to make my default thoughts so that, you know, I can come up with the new strategies like I've been able to do over the last year. Yeah, that is definitely one way to go about it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there is there's mental practices that where you can do exactly that. So if you're saying, um, what are your default thoughts you, or you yeah. want to change your default thoughts, um, that basically means um, there's, you want to have certain thoughts um, that come up effortlessly. Like yeah. it's not your intention to think this thought, just when you're not trying to think, And there's mm -hmm. thoughts coming into your mind, which is happening all day, every day. Mm -hmm. You want those to be a certain kind of thought. Right. And that kind of thought should be different from the one that you were having. Right. 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 So one way to go about that is to just repeat those kinds of thoughts that you would like intentionally for like a set amount of time. Mm -hmm. So you can do that still using the three skills, concentration, mm -hmm. clarity, and coolness. And you could make it a mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. While you are um, using, basically, uh, some people refer to it as positive affirmations. Um, other other people say uh, it's a positive mental talk, um, hear good techniques, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So let's say um, you you want to have a thought in the direction of um, I trust myself, I can do this, and I'm going to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. just as an example. Right. And um, you take those three thoughts and now you repeat them mm -hmm. for 10 minutes over and over at a nice, even-toned pace without rushing through it. And you're using the three skills by using your concentration, by turning your attention to that place where you're hearing the thought, right? Uh -huh. So you're not, you could also be hearing the thought or repeating the thought And while you're doing that, you're kind of paying attention to something else. Yeah. So you, right. instead of that, you want to really pay attention to that thought in your mind. So mm -hmm. you're directing your attention to your thought and you're keep trying to keep your attention on your thoughts. So you are developing your concentration. Mm -hmm. You're developing your clarity, your awareness by tracking in real time what it is that you are hearing. So you're hearing maybe pauses in between the sentences or in between the words. Right. Or you are noticing that when you're saying these three sentences, that your tone in your mind is slightly going up and down, just the sing sing. Mm -hmm. So any detail that you're noticing would mean that you are aware of what you are hearing, right? To right. a more uh, nuanced detail, uh, so to speak. Um, and then the third skill, coolness, um, ac acceptance, equanimity, you're developing by trying to be open towards 
anything that you're experiencing, whether that those are the thoughts. So one thing that will happen when you're trying to repeat those thoughts for a set of time, that all of a sudden you will have other thoughts, not the ones that you want to repeat. Maybe like so you get distracted for a brief moment and then you're remembering what you need to do later on or uh -huh. what somebody right. said yesterday and you're uh, repeating to yourself, um, I can do this. I have a lot of experience. I want to help a lot of people. I can do this. I have a lot of experience. I will help a lot of people. Oh, wait, what was it that I was going to do? Yeah. Oh, and now when people get distracted, uh -huh. a lot of times they get very upset and they think they have they have done something wrong. But they, yeah. that's actually not the case. That's the practice. And now you want to be okay, cool, with that your mind had another thought for a moment. Yeah. And then you just replace it again with a set of three thoughts that you chose. Yeah. Or if you're getting distracted by something completely different and there's a sound outside that is kind of unpleasant mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, uh, there is a construction zone uh, next to your window or right. somebody's honking the horn. Or a siren um, or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or maybe you're feeling something in the body that's unpleasant. You feel jittery or you have a little bit discomfort in your lower mm -hmm. back. Um, you want to also try to allow that to be there, not suppress it, but just because you're allowing it doesn't mean you need to pay attention to it. So you allow it, but you return your attention to the set of thoughts again. And that's ah, how you're using those three skills at the same time, even though you are doing a technique where you are really intentionally trying to reprogram your default thoughts, which is a fantastic technique for sure. Well, yeah, because otherwise so many people, I think, misunderstand you know, a, a good, what a good mindset practice is first off and what it can actually do for them in terms of helping them change, literally change their life and give them total freedom. You know, so yeah. many people just stay stuck and it just breaks my heart. I would say, you know, uh, it could give you total freedom, but maybe that's not what everybody aims for, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but it can give you more freedom. Yeah. It like it's where you can tailor any practice in the way that it works for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's also like one of the overarching messages that like I like to convey to uh -huh. as many people as possible is a, is there is no one fit for all. Like oh, you yeah, totally. have to find your way, what right. works for you. And in order to figure that out, you need to expose yourself to new information. Yes. You need to educate yourself in regards to understanding the principles, mechanism, and found, uh, fundamental mm -hmm. um, skills that are required in order for you to improve the things that you want to improve. Right. And then once you have a better understanding of how these things work and why they're beneficial, um, then you start to practice. You understand the techniques, like what mm -hmm. I just explained, that is mm -hmm. one of out of an infinite amount of techniques. And oh, I'm not totally. exaggerating. Yeah. I mean, there's millions and millions yes. of techniques. Uh, yeah, because I totally you can agree with you. Yeah. Adjust them in so, so many subtle ways. You know, yes. techniques can be very different from one another, almost opposing. And mm -hmm. techniques can be almost identical, but nonetheless, there are two different techniques then. Yes. Well, I, I like to, you know, I love how you explain that because in my line of work, you know, by the time people get to me, they, they've usually tried 
a million other approaches to their fitness and a workout, and they either haven't gotten results or they've kind of yo-yoed, if you will, all over the place. And so that's one of the foundations of what I teach is let's find what works for you because what works for you may not necessarily work for the next person. And it shouldn't because all of us are, you know, all of us are different. Um, So I love how you explain that. I think that's, that's something that I would love to see explained more. Um, Let me ask you one more question before uh, we wrap up. Why do you think so many people misunderstand what mindset actually is? Well, I mean, there's a lot of kind of preconceived notions, you know, that also that the media portrays. Right. uh, And also because maybe they don't understand better, you know, the people that are maybe reporting it, they think they're doing something good, but they're, um, and they are, but they're maybe only um, highlighting one aspect of Mm -hmm. what mindset or whatever you want to call it, just like developing your mind in certain ways Mm -hmm. really is. Right. Um, So one uh, misunderstanding that many people have is that if you want to develop your mind uh, in a way that is beneficial to you, mm-hmm. you uh, need to sit down, cross-legged, uh, and close your eyes, and everything needs to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely not the case. Um, right. That is a way to do it for sure, and it's mm-hmm. not wrong in any way or not good. But it's nonetheless only one way of many ways. Yeah, you can do it while you're cooking. You can do it while you're taking a shower, while you're walking your dog, or while you are uh, doing yoga or a mm-hmm. fitness class. Like in any situation, you just need right. to learn a technique uh, and an instruction set that works in that moment in that activity that you're in. So yeah. that's one. The other big one for sure is that people a lot of times feel like if they're developing their mind right, especially if they're trying to meditate and whatever that means for many people, meditation is such an overarching term. It, it is. basically it is. like sport, right? Right. So like totally. if somebody says, I meditate, that really doesn't tell you much. It just tells you you're they're doing something with their mind, but like that's about it. Right, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so uh, the other th- part is that a lot of people feel like if they are thinking while trying to meditate, they're doing it wrong. They, I can't meditate because there's too many thoughts in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that is also uh, completely off the rails. Yes. You're not doing anything wrong if you're thinking while meditating. Mm-hmm. That's what the mind does. Right. It's there to think. And um, luckily so, because thinking is a very helpful uh, skill that we have that allows us to plan for the future. And it's a certain part of our brain um, that is in charge of that, the default mode network, uh, where we are able to think about the past, think about the future, analyze things. Um, but it can also go into unpleasant directions like right. self-rumination and uh, a rumination and so yeah. forth. Yeah, and it's like going into a rab- what I like to call a rabbit hole. You know? Exactly. You, you so get it, You get into that you... spot that doesn't help you, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So meditation helps you to change your relationship to your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop your thoughts and it shouldn't. Right. You know? Right. So that I would say those are the two big ones where people kind of have a misunderstanding still today. It's definitely changing, but um, that's. No, I love that. I think, I think you're absolutely right on the meditation aspect, because I do think that that's a concept that means different things to different people. I also think that a lot of people think 
I'm just going to start thinking more positively. And they call that mindset, which I don't think, I think will only get you so far. I think there's nothing wrong with thinking positive, but I don't really know that I believe that that really changes the game for people. I would say it definitely can. Mm -hmm. And uh, for my, some people, it won't. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, again, you got to figure out what works yeah. for you. Yeah. Because one of the, one of the um, important elements of anybody's journey is what do they like? What motivates them? Yeah. So if, it re if you really enjoy and you're motivated to learn to have a lot of positive thoughts in your mind, mm -hmm. then it's really what you were saying before, like you want to change your default thoughts. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. So if you put a lot of time and effort into thinking something positive, mm -hmm. that uh, over time, you will change your default thoughts and you will have a more positive mindset because mm -hmm. you're now you, somebody will say something and maybe at some point you were thinking something in, in the lines of, Oh, why is he doing that? He doesn't know, or she or them don't yeah. know what they're talking about. Yeah. And now you have practiced, you know, repeating certain positive phrases in your mind. You try mm -hmm. to try to change your perspective and now mm -hmm. you will have that thought. And all of a sudden it hits you. Oh, no, no. That's just a, um, my old kind of um, thoughts that are still kind of in my mind. But no, actually, let's be open to this. Yeah. So there can definitely be a lot of positive uh, effects on trying to um, think positively frequently. Um, but again, there's many different aspects and perspectives to be held. At, mm -hmm. And this is one of them. And yeah. If you limit yourself to one, if you like it, that's good. But like, there's a lot of things to explore and many things will probably be beneficial for you, but you just might not like them all. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I think that's, um, I think that's probably a better way to explain it. So, um, so let's say that someone out there is listening to this conversation and they're feeling like what they're doing really isn't working, or maybe they're just feeling like they need a change or whatever. And they're feeling really inspired, but they're just thinking this is a lot of information. I mean, where would you recommend somebody begin? The first thing is you want to find somebody that when you listen to them, they kind of speak your language. It clicks mm -hmm. for you. You know, mm -hmm. you're not like listening to them and you're wondering like, what are they talking about? It would, should be more like you're listening to them and they're kind of almost repeating something that like, you thought was the case or like mm -hmm. that totally makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. If you find a coach or a teacher or just anybody who has this effect on you, like you are in a good place already. Mm -hmm. And then let's say this was the case for you right now, listening to me, mm -hmm. then um, you can go to my website, mindsizesports.com. Mm -hmm. And there um, I offer a program where you're learning in an eight week program exactly what i was talking about you're learning okay. to develop these three skills mm -hmm. in your life situations mm -hmm. um for any sport so i consider anybody an athlete who just walk goes for a walk once a week for 20 minutes yeah or totally. does a yoga session like you don't have to be a pro athlete or anything mm -hmm. um and you can start off with uh free programs that i have mm -hmm. um and you can then if you feel like these techniques that you're learning, you want to go more into that and you want to not just 
listen to the guided meditations that you know I offer free of charge, but uh-huh. then you really want to understand the principles and you want to learn it yourself, so you don't need to listen to guided meditations all the time. Uh-huh. Then you can go for the program, and if um, you're somebody who really would like to do that, but you can't afford it at all, then you can write us an email and, you know, we're going to give it to you. That's absolutely no problem. We want to make it available um, to as many people in the world as possible. Um, The people that can afford it, you know, it's nice if they pay, but people that just don't have the financial means, um, we still want to help them. And so everybody can kind of benefit. Oh, wonderful. I love that. So mindsetsports.com is the best place for people to find you? Um, mind size sports. Oh, mind size sports. Okay. All right. Okay. Mind size sports. Okay. So I will make sure that all, all of that will, is in the show notes. So if anyone out there is listening, that is where you can find Christian and read more about him and his work and possibly how you can connect with him. Christian, I really appreciate you making time to talk with me today. I know you're really busy, but, um, but I, I really appreciate it. And I know my audience really appreciates it too. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alison. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. And if anyone out there again is listening and feeling really inspired, please feel free to reach out to Christian at his website, mindsizesports.com. All of those links are in the show notes. Um, And I'm assuming that we can find you on social media as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, On on Instagram under straka.la. Straka.la. Okay. So all of that is in the, in the show notes as well. So fantastic. So um, if any of you out there are still not in my face, private Facebook community, please come over and join me there. Living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. We do all kinds of challenges and fun things and retreats, which is, you know, is a big piece of what we do. And we're going to be heading to the North Carolina mountains, the end of the summer and to the Caribbean this fall. We just got back from Key West. We had a fabulous time there with our group. So if you're looking for a chance to get away and literally get a reset and a recharge on your what a fitness routine and a daily self-care practice can look like for you, please reach out to me if you are interested in that. You can always find me at allison at cufitness.com. That's allison with one L at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. Just tell me, I love to hear from you. I always love hearing your success stories, what works, what doesn't work. And if you have any ideas on subjects that you would like to hear me talk about or particular guests you would like me to interview. So Um, Before I sign off, I just want to thank you for all your support. We are coming up on our two-year anniversary in October. We are heard all over the world. We have thousands of downloads and thousands of followers, and I could not do it without you. So know from the bottom of my heart how grateful I am for all of your support um, of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. This is Allison Katzkowski again with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are living your best life, so make it a good one.